What is up, what is up, and welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. I'm your host, Matt, and as always, we got a lot of shit to get into. We're talking blood sport, we're drinking beer. I fucked up the first uh, the first go-around, thought it was recording, it stopped at some point through, so I've had a beer or two. Um, yeah, but we got a lot to break down. Bellator 278, 279, both happened this past weekend. UFC Fight Night, Lamos vs. Andrade, Tyson Fury vs. Dylan White. And then after we break that down, we're going to jump into PFL 2. We got the heavyweights and the flyweights going at it. <clears throat> Told you I had a couple beers. Um, yeah, heavyweights and flyweights. And then we got Shakur Stevenson. He's taking on Oscar Valdez. We got a lot to get into today. As always, we're drinking beer. Um, I told you it's been cracked, so today's beer, it's Platform, Haze Jude. Never tried it before, got called a douche at the gas station for it. I don't give a fuck. The gas station clerk, funny guy. Kind of rude. Just kidding. Yeah, and while I pour this beer that we always drink, check out my shirt. It's a uh, Rampage, Quentin Rampage Jackson. Got it at Millions.co. Um, support your favorite athletes by going to Millions.co, searching their website, and any athlete you want, odds are they're on there. That's where I get my gear from. Um, they got some pretty sick shit. That's where I got my can- free Kane Velasquez shirt, my I'm okay for uh, Kevin Holland shirt. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell. All of it on there. Millions.co, not .com. Dude, I am fucking up this pour. It's going all over my leg. Yeah, as always, though, I've already tried the beer, but I'm going to try it again because I already gave it a score. I'll let you know what it's like, and I'll give it the rate again. See if it changes from my first try. But while we're waiting for this little bit of foam to die down, we'll jump into Bellator 278 where we saw Liz Carmooch she finally captures gold. She takes it away from Juliana Velasquez with a stoppage via elbows from a mounted crucifix position. That's where she's got her legs blocking, or, uh, wrapping one arm, one arm uh, holding down her the lady's other arm, and just dropping fucking elbows. Gets the stoppage. Um, people said it was a controversial or controversial stop because they weren't doing a lot of damage, but the girl was completely defenseless. Once one would do damage, then people would say that it should have been stopped sooner. So shout out Liz Carmouche. She's been chasing gold in UFC, Bellator, all over the world forever. Good to see a vet like that get the victory. All right. And then, where did that go? Yeah, I need to get these guys' names. Because we had a wild card round for the Bellator Grand Prix, the the Bantamweight Grand Prix for Bellator. And we saw Enrique Barzola and Danny Sabatello both punch their tickets, so they're going to be part of the Grand Prix that's happening right now. And it actually kicked off the following night on Bellator 279, which we'll jump into right now. Um, we started off Kyoji Horiguchi versus Patchy Mix. It was a war uh, back and forth. Round one, Patchy Mix was an absolute backpack. Round two, Horiguchi started uh, kind of moving, getting his striking going. Round three was a little even. I thought Mix kind of had it. I wasn't sure, though. Uh, round four, again, Horiguchi kind of striking. Round five, Patchy Mix said, it's go time. Time to turn on my grappling, turn into a human backpack again. He's going to defend that submission, or he's going to get hit with strikes, and that's what he did. 
all three judges saw it 48-47 for Apache Mix to move on to the next round of the Bantamweight Grand Prix. And that's a huge win for him. He says it's uh, probably the most prestigious of his career. Horiguchi, he's a former Ryzen champ, former Bellator champ. Um, one of his only losses for the longest time was Demetrius Johnson. I mean, dude has been there, done that, and done it again. He's a beast. All right, sorry about the delay on the beer. We'll go ahead and jump into that right now. Yeah. Gave it a 6-2 the first time, 6-2 this time. It's better than average. Not better than everything we've had on this show, that's for sure, but better than average. It's a little fruity, a little not. I like it. it it's got a good initial taste. All right, but moving on. After that fight, we had Juan Archuleta taking on Rafael and Stotts. Um, Archuleta, former Ban uh, yeah, Bantamweight champ for Bellator, and they're fighting for the interim championship in this Grand Prix since the champion Sergio Pettis was forced out due to injury. Um, fight starts off. Stotts is taking it to Archuleta. Everyone thought Stotts was going to grapple because that's his game. Starts striking with him, fucking him up a little bit. Uh, round two, it's a little back and forth. Stotts getting the upper hand using his grappling at this point. So, start around three, Archuleta's on his toes. He's like, what's coming? Is it going to be a grappling? Is it going to be striking? What's going on? Stotts throws this kick. He connects with, like, his knee, shin area. Knocks Archuleta out. Archuleta, you can see him kind of pausing his steps. Like, whoa, gets that that loopy movement. He's he's fucked up. He's, he's uh, and then, but he, he falls after a second. It's not like an immediate fall. And then Stotts jumps on him, lands some nasty ground and pound, and finishes the fight off. Captures that interim championship. He He's moving on in the Grand Prix. I want to say he's facing Patchy Mix next, but I'm not sure. All I know is I'm loving what's happening with this Grand Prix. Five-round fights in these fights. Um, so we're not doing, like, five-round for the champion fight, and then everyone else does three. I think that's what the light heavyweight Grand Prix was. They got it figured out. It's going to be fucking awesome, the rest of this. I want to say the next one is taking place uh, in two weeks, but I'm not positive. It might be the end of May when the next two fights are going to occur. We'll have to wait and see, and I'll check on that for you for the next episode. But moving on, Cyborg, Chris Cyborg on that card. She defends her belt against Blanco, um, wins 49-45. She had a point deducted, but absolutely dominant, as always. Um... Says she's going to focus on boxing now. Makes absolute sense. I mean, she's been completely fucking dominant in... Completely fucking dominant in MMA. Her only loss is a KO to Amanda Nunez when Amanda Nunez was sleeping everyone. Um, other than that, she's just fucked everyone, she's, everyone up that's been in front of her. So, she's got a style that would be good for boxing. She's tough. She's uh, she's strong. She's technical. So I think it'll translate well. I think she could really take on some of the top contenders in boxing and do some damage. And I normally don't think that about a lot of MMA fighters. But next card we have on the agenda, we have UFC Fight Night, Andrade vs. Lamos. Um, card starts off, Mike Jackson vs. Dean Barry. Mike Jackson, you might remember... He's one of the only two men to ever defeat CM Punk in CM Punk's two UFC fights. Um, yeah, he's 0-2, but he's only got two losses. Um, yeah, Mike Jackson, he goes out there. 
Dean Barry spin kick right to his dick. Goes down. Gets up, fights again. Another spin kick to the dick. Goes down. He says, ah, oh, you motherfucker. Spin kick right to the dick. They're asking him to cut the mic because he's screaming this shit. And then he gets up. He's fighting on. He says, I don't want the DQ. Dean Barry says, you don't want the DQ? I'm going to give you the DQ. Rakes his fucking eye. Sticks his finger directly in his eye. I mean, you can see how deep it is. It's disgusting. So they disqualify Dean Barry for 3,000, like three minutes. Uh, Mike Jackson gets his second victory, even though the CM Punk victory was vacated. Gets his second victory of all time. What do you do? You can't help someone not knowing the rules. And then other exciting fights on that card. We had two Canadians get guillotines when they're primarily strikers. We had Charles Jourdain. He's taking on Lando Venata. Venata, everyone said he's going to come in with his pace, his wrestling. He's going to fuck him up. I thought Jordan's insane kickboxing was going to be the difference maker in this fight. I think everyone was wrong because Jordan goes out there, he fucks him up with a combo, and then he locks in the guillotine, finishes him off, kickboxer gets the wrestler with the guillotine. Shout out Jordan. And right before that, Marc-Andre Barriot, he's taking on the just action-packed Jordan Wright. Gets the guillotine also super tight. It was just... They, they both showed out. It was a good showing for both the guys. And then in the main event, or co-main event first, we had Clay Guida taking on Claudio Puelas. And Puelas, knee bar expert. He's got three or four in the UFC already. Him and Guida, they're grappling. They're going at it. They get into a little bit of a roll. And in the roll, Puelas grabs his knee. Before they're even done rolling, he already has the knee bar locked in, pulling it. Guida's forced to tap. Guida's still a dog. He's This dude's just a different level. He's kind of one of those Ryan Hall with the leg lock, except it's the knee bar for him. He's just nasty. So keep an eye on the Prince of Peru, Claudio Huelas. And then in the main event, we had Jessica Andrade taking on up-and-comer Amanda Lemos. Lemos came out sharp, sharp striking, catching her with her jab, with everything she's throwing. And then Andrade kind of crowds her. Instead, she gets a clinch, but instead of a clinch, locks in a head and arm triangle. So that's where you have your arm, the person that you're trying to choke out their arm like above their uh, above their shoulder, and then you just squeeze in kind of like a guillotine, but from the front. And it was from the side for uh, Andrade. I don't think this kind of submission's ever been done in the UFC though. She gets the first round finished with a standing arm triangle. You see it. You see it on the ground all the time, but standing is a different beast. So Andrade said she's open to fight at pretty much whatever weight class other than 45. She'll do 15, 25, or 35. She says, I don't give a fuck. Which makes sense because she's not really in that title picture. She's just not quite that upper echelon. What do you do? But, I mean, she's got a bright future. She's... She puts on fun fights. She's a striker. She's a grappler. She's just, she does it all. She's a, she's entertaining is what she is. All right, and then Tyson Fury versus Dylan White. Tyson Fury absolutely showed out. Put on a master class against my boy. Um, he goes out there. He's just, he's two, three, four steps ahead of Dylan White, and it's absolutely clear that Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight boxer in the world. Um so he goes out there, he's fucking him up, just kind of playing with his food for a little bit. Round six, he hits him with a jab, pulls him in, 
fast fucking uppercut. You see his head, Dylan White's head just go, ba-doink. Out cold. Fury kind of pushes him just to show that he's out cold. And then, uh, yeah, they stop the fight. He says, I'm the best there is. That's that's what that showed me. And he gets on the mic. He starts singing the day the music died. You know, the bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Yeah, sings it with 94,000 in Wembley. So he's got the crowd pumping. And then he retires. He says he might do a uh, an exhibition fight with Ngannou where they do boxing rules with MMA gloves. That would be fun. Ngannou would get fucking wrecked just because Fury is so, so high level. I mean, he can do it all. Heavy puncher, moves like a fucking bantamweight damn near. I mean, dude's just a different breed, Tyson Fury is. But that would be fun as shit to see. But it sucks to see him retire. What challenges does he have left? He's he's beat the power punchers. He's beat the best of the best. He's beaten Klitschko, Wilder, uh, White. I mean, anyone you throw in front of this guy, he's beaten. So, I love Tyson Fury. I wish he wasn't retiring, but I also like to see him preserve the legacy, preserve his brain. So, happy trails to Tyson Fury. This one's for you. All right, and moving on. Like I said, we got PFL to get into. Uh, episode 2, Season 4, their second session, I guess, of this season. Uh, it's going to be the heavyweights and flyweights, and it's going to be fun. We got the defending champ, Bruno Capaloza. He's taking on Stuart Austin in the main event of that card. You got to remember... It's not about the name power on these cards, because this one doesn't have a ton of it. We got Bubba Jenkins, we got Lance Palmer, um, Chris Wade, they're all on the card. They're fun, fun fucking fighters to watch. Lance Palmer and Chris Wade are fighting each other, so that'll be a banger. But these fighters are all incentivized to get finishes, because it's a points, it's a points-based season. They get extra points for knockouts, submissions, yada, yada, yada. Tune in Thursday night on ESPN2 and ESPN+, Plus because this card is just, I'm telling you, PFL has a different vibe. They don't have a lot of fans in the stands because it's like a, it's kind of like a UFC Apex type of thing. But man, these cards are fun to watch. These fighters go after it. It's kind of like BKFC. And speaking of BKFC, Ben Rothwell, he signs with BKFC after being cut from the UFC. Dude's a heavy puncher and a big, big boy. That'll be fun to see. He'll probably fuck some people up. And then also in BKFC, Paige Van Zant. She's got a. Uh, she's she says that she's fighting June sixteenth. Losing never gets easier, and she's on quite the fucking skid. Lost a lot in a row. So we'll have to see what happens there. But she's fighting June sixteenth for BKFC. And then. Um, finally, we got, like I said, Shakur Stevens, blah, 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 Shakur Stevenson, he's taking on Oscar Valdez, and, um, that's gonna be a fun one, Shakur Stevenson, he's that up-and-coming dude, Oscar Valdez is kind of the boogeyman at the 125, um, I think that's maybe 127, I forget their weight class, but he's kind of like a boogeyman, people don't want to fight him, Shakur's taking him on, he says, I'm the best there is, I think I'm the best in the world, and I'm gonna prove it, so, Fuck yeah, that'll be a fun one. That's on ESPN Plus as well. 
And then Saturday night on ESPN2 and ESPN Plus, we got Rob Font versus Marlon Cheeto Vera. We're going to do a breakdown on that fight card on the next episode later this week, so we'll get further into that. But for today, that's all we got for you. I appreciate you tuning in. I'm going to chug this beer. I love you. Thank you for supporting my show. Goodbye.